The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial. Go on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, September 26, 2021. It is week three, game day morning. That's right. We already have cooked through two weeks of the NFL season, and we are now in week three. It does fly by as soon as it starts. And we start off with uh, late week three with a unsurmountable, uh, in- insurmountable, uh, whatever, shitty game on Thursday night between the Panthers and the Texans. And the Texans stuck around for a little bit, but ultimately they just don't have a whole lot of talent on that squad. So what are you going to do? Carolina opened it up, covered in that one, lost fantasy, heartthrob. Christian McCaffrey in the process, which screwed up every number one pick across the nation, with the exception of the people that didn't pick him. Uh, but unfortunate as it might be, you got to move on. And there was actually some significant fantasy losses this week as well um, as we approach here game. The most n- notable is Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook is out. No good. He will not be going today. He was listed as questionable and downgraded to out. So no Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. So let's do our recap getting up into week one kickoffs here at 1 o'clock in a couple of hours. The first game is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Superchargers, formerly the San Diego Superchargers. Anyway, uh, I ramble for no reason. Chiefs are currently favored by seven points in that one. We've had a little bit of a change as the week has gone on. The ticket's currently at 54%, which is down, and then the money has gone up on the Chiefs at 76 percent over under is 54 and a half sharps are leaning in on the chargers on this one as for the injury wrap-ups it looks as though frank clark is not going to go for the chiefs on the defensive line chris jones looks like he will chargers are obviously dealing with joey bose's knee injury and it sounds Brandon Staley, the head coach, said that it's a sore knee and they're expecting to play. I guess they're going to kind of be careful with it or something like that. So you got to go into this one. Look, Chargers uh, had a rough week two losing. They squeaked out a week one victory versus the Washington football team. Now they got to go on the road versus the Chiefs. They're favored by seven. Seems like the the pros are trying to lean toward the San Diego, oh, San Diego, there I go again, Los Angeles Chargers in this one. But um, I don't know. Look, the Chiefs don't cover. They simply don't cover. I forget whatever the records are, 2-11 uh, and 11 over their past 13, maybe something to that extent. But, again, I, I'm a sucker for it. I end up going the Chiefs here. To me, the Chargers just have 
a couple of questions, namely their offense has not looked as good as it did last year, and they're going to have to go in there and keep up with the point production of the Chiefs. The Chiefs fought a really hard game last week and lost versus the Ravens. Don't know if they're going to be trying to rally here at home with that seven points. I'm going with the Chiefs. My brother also went with the Chiefs in that one. Browns are going to be hosting the Bears. This one is a seven and a half point uh, in favor of the Browns. Seven and a half point favorite what, Rich? Maybe you should just say the Browns are favored by seven and a half points. Asshole. Anyway, um, so the Browns are favored by seven and a half points. The tickets are 61% on the Browns, and the money has come in heavily on the Brownies. That's all the way up to 81%. Sharps are leaning toward the Bears. The over-under in this one is 44 and a half, so not expecting a ton of points relative to the other games on the slate. I think it might be one of the lowest ones. Um, it looks like right now it is the third or fourth lowest total, so not a lot expected in this one. As for the injury updates, obviously Andy Dalton is out, so this will be the Justin Fields coming out party, at least for uh, in starting capacity. As for the Browns, they're dealing with several injuries. Chris Hubbard, he is going to miss his second week in a row uh, at tackle. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back, though. So they're going to be getting a loss on one end and an upgrade on the other. And then there are two other linemen for the Browns that are questionable. That's J.C. Treader and Jedrick Willis. They are both questionable uh, with a knee and an ankle. Perspectively. So the question becomes here, look, Bears are big underdogs. They're underdogs by uh, a full touchdown and the hook. Can Justin Fields come in here and keep that game close? I, you know, It doesn't look like the tickets nor the money right now feel is that way, especially with the money coming in heavily on the Browns since earlier in the week. So, I mean, earlier in the week it was 60% in favor of the money, all the way up to 81 now. I... I will always question Baker Mayfield because I just don't like what I ever see on a week-to-week basis. And you're going to give me seven and a half points. I, you know, that's going to be tough if you ask me. But then again, look, they run the ball really well. So the argument for the Browns is that even if uh, Mr. Uh, Mayfield does not end up being the star performer of the game, it could be Nick Chubb, and it could be Kareem Hunt, and they could just run the ball down the Bears' throat and just pound them into submission. Uh, I am going the other way. I think the Browns win this game. I don't think the Bears are going to get the upset. However, I think the 7.5 is a little too much. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Bears, thinking that it's going to be a little bit closer, and I just don't have faith in Mayfield. My brother also went the same way. The next cap, next game up is the Cardinals-Jags game. So the Jags here are going to be going back home, trying to eke out a victory or not get destroyed. So here they're going to be taking on the Cards, who squeaked out that victory last week. Cards 2-0 and on the year. Right now, tickets heavily in favor of the Cardinals at 84%, and the money also on the Cards at 69%. Sharps are going to lean into the Jags here, although money has come in on the Jags later in the week. So they're up to 31%, and that is a distinct difference from their ticket input, which is only at 16%. So money coming in on the Jags, the over-under 51.5. So, you know, again, this is going to be kind of similar to the Bears game, uh, where the 
Cardinal team is favored by the seven and a half. Everybody is kind of leaning on the Cardinals. Do you think that the Jaguars, which currently are kind of almost representing a dumpster fire, almost representing, or are they? Well, I guess realistically, and uh, it, it couldn't be. They're not a dumpster, so they couldn't be in a dumpster fire. But analogous to a dumpster fire, that are the Jags. So will they be able to turn it around and get something going here? It's not looking good to me for the simple fact that Trevor Lawrence has not looked good. His arm is okay, and he gets some good throws, but there's not enough of them, and he does throw some balls that are just completely uncatchable. I think Pro Football Focus uh, was talking about it this week, and if you subscribe to their service, I, he leads in like uncatchable ball percentage or whatever stat that they've concocted for that. So... You know, and Urban Meyer is thoroughly outgunned here in the pros. So, seven and a half is a lot of points for the Cardinals. Cardinals do like to throw it up. I'm going to lean into the cards on this one, as is my brother. Um, Again, if you're going with the Jags here, you're banking on some kind of performance that you have not seen through two weeks and kind of runs contrary to everything else. But again, there's been some money coming in on the Jags. I wonder if that's just the contrarian sharp play. But as for my brother and I, the Eggies are going toward the cards. The Bills are hosting the Washington football team. Obviously, the Washington football team last week, big Thursday night victory on the road with the last second field goal. The Bills mopped up on the Dolphins, destroyed them as the Dolphins lost Tua. And without having first round reps all week, Jacoby Brissett came in, did a fair amount of work and a valiant effort, but it did not work out in his favor. So right now, the tickets are heavily on the bills at 75%, although the money has kind of flowed toward the Washington football team. If you've been listening to any podcast, this has been kind of a a favorite of the Sharps all week, is that the bills line is too heavy. The fo- football team is the way to go in this one, and as the spread was eight, now it's down all the way to seven. So the football team actually getting 57% of the money pool right now. Over under is 45 and a half. My brother likes that uh, the football team in this one. So he was with the Sharps and the push that this, the eight, seven points was too much for the Bills. I'm going with the Bills only because I watched the that game several times now, that being the football team versus the Giants. And the Giants' defense is just really shitty. I, you can't really uh, say enough bad words about the Giants' defense. I know Patrick Graham was, uh, you know, everybody's heralded hero last year, and their defense did phenomenal. And then all of a sudden, you're watching tape this year, and you're just, well, hold on. You know, I, I think they figured this out because they're really chewing up your defense a great degree and a lot of it through the air so anyway they end up eking out that win last week the bills i you know they're home here they got to win by seven they're fighting taylor heineke who's going to have his kind of his first road start here um uh, in buffalo which is not the place to go and you're going to give me Jason Allen, the Bills, plus their defense at home, and they've only got to get the seven. I'm going to take that. So while my brother went with the Washington football team, I am on the Bills. As for any kind of injury updates in this one, we will see if there was last-second things. Uh, Washington, Matt Ioannidis uh, is going to be out with a knee. As for Buffalo, their secondary could be a little banged up. 
Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace are both questionable with knee injuries. Don't know if that will play into it, but we will have to find out. It's not moving me. I'm sticking with the Bills. So the Titans are going to be taking on the Colts at Nissan Stadium in Tennessee. Right now, Tennessee favored by 5.5 points. It sounds like Carson Wentz is a go for this game for the Colts, even though he gets hurt all the effing time. And he somehow busted both ankles up in last week's game. He is going to get the start this week. Right now, tickets heavily in favor of the Titans at 81%. The money pool is split between the two teams. Sharps are going to lean into the Colts here, and the over-under is 47.5 points. So, um, and I think I forgot to mention the Bills-Washington football team. That was 45.5 points uh, in that game. So, even though that's stupid to go back and talk about the over-under for a game that you just stopped talking about, I just did. So, the Titans and the Colts, 47.5 uh, obviously, Sharps, like I said, on the Colts, money, died, tickets on the Titans, everything else split. Uh, my brother and I both went on the Titans on this game. Basically, look, the, the Colts have fought valiantly the past, uh, valiantly twice in one podcast, Rich, way to go, uh, cliche monster, have fought uh, hard over the past two weeks versus the Seahawks in week one and then the Rams last week. Now they've got to go on the road and play against the Titans with Wentz, who just spirals down in the sea of injury as the season goes on. And I'm just not quite sure how they're going to be able to keep this game close. Now, I said that the past two weeks, and I have been flat out wrong, as they have been able to cover both weeks. And I was especially surprised at the Rams game, but... Um, you know, I have not been right this year, so I'm going to try to buck that trend this week, and this game is going to be one of them, as I'm going to go against the Sharps. I am picking the Titans. My brother also picking the Titans. As for any kind of significant injury updates, we have already talked about Wentz being uh, playing, even though he's got the two bad ankles. Their offensive tackle, Braden Smith, is going to be out, though. That'll help that Titans defense that struggles on a weekly basis, which is not very good. But now they'll obviously not be going up against a starting tackle, which is a bonus for them. Uh, as for the Titans, their tight end, Anthony Fersker, who has just not been able to play all year, he is out. Uh, Bud Dupree, their big pass rushing specialist that they signed in the offseason, is questionable with a knee injury. So, the next game to discuss here will be my New York football Giants, who are going to be home versus the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, the tickets are on the Falcons, and the money is on the Falcons, and that was different than earlier in the week, as 68% of the tickets used to be on the Giants, 72% of the money pool was on the Giants, and now that's completely flip-flopped. Tickets are 56% in the Falcons' favor and 62% in the money. So everybody has come in on the Falcons. Falcons on this one. Sharps on the Falcons. This is your first trifecta game of the year. Um, or of the year. Of the week. Over under here. 47 and a half points. I'm taking the Falcons. I watched the Giants game several times now. And truth be told that their secondary is just not good. Their defense just not good. And now they go against the Falcons who were able to stick in in the game with the Bucks last week. And minus two horrendous pick six throws by Matt Ryan. 
Um, they, that game was really close. And the Giants, meanwhile, fought Taylor Heineke on the road and just let Heineke throw all over him. So, look, this could be that snapback game where Daniel Jones is better than I've been giving him credit for. So maybe the offense comes together. However, they're a little banged up. So, you know, injury-wise, Evan Ingram, who's supposed to be coming back, is questionable. And uh, Kenny Galladay, their big offseason wide receiver addition that they spent way too much goddamn money on, uh, he is questionable with a hip injury. So... Danny Dimes is great. Sterling Shepard, him and uh, Dimes have been hooking up quite a bit in this in this season. We'll have to see if he gets additional help here. It looks like maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just taking. I'm taking the Falcons here. I take them outright to win. Uh, you know why? Why not take them outright to win if you're going to take two and a half points? You know you're, you're banking on a, what a two or one point game here. Sorry, no. I'm taking the Falcons to win. My brother's on the other side. He's going to be taking the Giants. The next game up is another trifecta game. It is the Patriots hosting the Saints up in Foxborough. The Patriots right now three-point favorites against the Saints who blew up last week in a bad way where they just stunk the field up. It was Jameis Winston was the heralded savior after week one, and then he looked terrible in week two. Now they've got to take that Saints team, go on the road, head up, face against Belichick in Foxborough, and look, Belichick chews up rookie quarterbacks. He also chews up bad quarterbacks, which probably explains why this is that second trifecta game of the week. The Sharps in on the Pats, 65% of the tickets on the Pats and 80% of the money on the Pats. So... I don't know. It's tough to make any kind of case for the Saints minus Mac Jones being a rookie and ultimately not playing that well. Uh, finally, in, in a game, he's been more than serviceable in all these games while probably not stand out. However, I don't know if this is going to be the game. Saints are still battling some injuries. So their their center guard, well, it's Eric McCoy, who's their center, he's going to be out again. So Cesar Ruiz, he's going to move over to center for the second week in a row. Patriots offensive lineman Trent Brown and Adrian Phillips are both questionable. Phillips has been out with a non-injury-related issue, and Brown obviously dealing with a calf injury that he suffered, what, first series of the season? And he's still been going back and forth. Other Saints, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, he was a full participant in Friday's practice. So even though he's got that hand injury, he's going to give it a go. And they're going to need everything that they got this week, I think. I'm going on the Pats. My brother also going on the Pats. Mac Jones at home. But this, to me, is more Belichick versus crappy quarterbacks. Ravens are going to be on the road this week after their big mega win versus the Chiefs last week. They're going to be facing off against the lowly Lions who, look, Dan Campbell, I guess he's having them play really well and strong, and Goff hasn't looked goffle, but shit, I, the fucking Lions are not good. They're not a good football team. Um, you know, they, they were running the ball uh, pretty well against the Packers, and they fought valiantly. Oh my fucking God. Did I just say that again? Did I just say that again? I just said fought valiantly for a third time. Um, they fought against uh, in week one, and they still suffered the L. Now they've got to go up against the Ravens. Baltimore, uh, seven and a half points in favor of the Ravens. The tickets are in on the Ravens at 61%. The money has shifted 
over to the Lions. So it is now at 60% in favor of the Lions. Earlier in the week, that number was way lower. I mean, when we did this podcast on Wednesday, it was 70% tickets, 81% money in favor of the Ravens. And now the tickets haven't dropped off all that much. They have dropped off nine percentage points, but the money has shifted over to the Lions. It's not even a question. Over under in this one is 50 and a half points. Sharp's also going to come in with the Lions, so the Sharp and the money piling in on Detroit. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Ravens. My brother is taking the Lions. He likes how hard they fight in these games. He, he likes that Goffle isn't terrible, and he throws the ball all over the place, so enough to keep this game close, I guess, or a backdoor cover. Uh, I'm the other way. I just the, the Ravens are a better team, and they know what they do, and, and they do it well, which is run the ball. I, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep doing that, at least during Lamar Jackson's career, I mean, you might be able to run that for a year or two, but ultimately, look, the quarterback just can't take the pounding that he does. In this game, I think it'll be fine and enough to cover that 7.5 points. Baltimore is a good team that's coached well. The Lions are a bad team that is motivated well, but not coached uh, ultimately that great. Uh, You know, I mean, whatever. You look at these games, and I I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that the Lions are coached well, but they're really motivated to play for Campbell. you got to give them some kind of credit there. As for injuries, Ronnie Staley, the tackle, who came back from injury last year, he is going to be out, as is Derek Wolf. Derek Wolf, I don't think, has played all week, all season. He's been out three weeks in a row. Marquise, Brand, uh, Marquise Brown and Jimmy Smith practiced, uh, so they will be questionable. I guess they might lean toward playing. Marquise Brown looked like he was going to play all year long. Fantasy owners obviously were thrown up because then they're just, oh, he had a decent week last week. Now when I'm going to do with them, and you still kind of don't know, uh, at least until game time. As for the Lions, Jamie Collins Sr., he's out because they're dealing with that whole contract. He wants out. They're going to try to trade him. Trey Flowers is questionable, but I don't, I'm not sure if he practiced all week. Uh, let me see if I could uh, find out any information. No. I can't, but, um, oh yeah, Flowers did not practice all week. So, um, the other thing of question in regard to Baltimore is that they, on top of being a little banged up, they had a bunch of people thrown on the COVID list on Friday. And so they, those players were Justin Houston, the linebacker, nose tackle Brandon Williams, and a defensive tackle Justin Matabuke, um, along with Jay Ferguson, who plays outside linebacker. But anyway, so a whole bunch of people placed on COVID-19 list. Uh, Justin Houston, Brandon Williams, probably the most notable of his two. I don't think it matters here. I'm taking the Ravens and the 7.5. And, and like I said... My uh, brother is on the other side. Final four, 1 o'clock game, almost at 4. Uh, this is what happens when you race through podcasts because you got to get your bro- your son to a, a game all the way down in Maywood, New Jersey when you live in Hohokus, Ho- which is like 30 minutes away to play rec soccer. What the fuck? Why can't we just play like Allendale or Saddle River? Or, well, we are Saddle River, but Upper Saddle River or Waldwick or one of the teams that are right next door. Why do we have to drive 30 minutes to play rec soccer? I don't know. But anyway, it is screwing up with my uh, mental capacity to fly through these games here. Anyway, the final 1 o'clock game, not 4 o'clock game, final 1 o'clock game, is the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers right now are 2.5-point favorites. They also are the 
pick of the general pop as 62% of the tickets are on the Steelers. The money has flown in to Cincinnati's side. It is 72% uh, over there for the Bengals, which is a stark contrast to their ticket total, which is only 38. So money coming in heavily on the Bengals, but the ticket numbers on the Steelers over under in this one is 43 points. So this one is the lowest on the, well, sorry, second lowest over under next to the Broncos. Jets, what we'll be talking about next uh, on the Sunday slate. So I took the Steelers here. My brother took the Bengals. The argument for the Bengals is obviously Big Ben is not playing well. The Steelers' defense was banged up last week and will be banged up again this week. Um, We'll do the update real quick here. So the Steelers and Browns, it looks like T. Higgins for the Bengals, the wide receiver, he is out, as is their offensive guard, Xavier Sufilo and uh, Trey Wayans. They think he's going to actually come back, but obviously Higgins and uh, Suofilo, the starting guard, they have not practiced and they are looking doubtful. Uh, Waynes, they might get in there, but I doubt it. They've been trying to get him back, uh, and he's been battling that hamstring, so I imagine they'll probably keep him out another week. As for the Steelers' defense, which is where we were going originally, um, the TJ Watt, their number one defensive player, is out. I think they're going to get some of those guys back from weeks past. You know, Devin Bush was banged up. Um, there was somebody in the secondary that was banged up as well. Deontay Johnson, probably their number one wide receiver right now, is definitely out. So the Steelers do have some injuries. So you're looking at the Bengals and you're saying, hey, look, you know, they're out Higgins, uh, they're out uh, Lyman, who's been banged up anyway. Um, and they're just going to be able to pass the ball, and their defense doesn't, you know, all, all their offense has to do is score the ball because the Pittsburgh offense stinks. You know, the Herald with Matt Canada and his new offense has not looked good. Ben has looked terrible, and Ben's banged up. They didn't even know he was going to play. So, you know, I, why is the Steelers going to be heavily favorites here? Just give them the home point, three-point spread. And that wasn't even enough to stick with the general betting population because the enough people bet it that it came down from three earlier in the week to two and a half. So people are coming in on the Bengals here. The Steelers' argument is, look, it's the Steelers at home. And Ben might be banged up, but Ben plays banged up all the time. I'm kind of tired of hearing Big Ben is banged up. The fucking guy's been hurt his entire life. It's always the same thing with him. So why is it going to change now? So you're going to give me Big Ben plus the Steelers' defense that might be banged up, but you know they're not going to have Watt, but they have other pieces at home versus Joe Burrow, who looked terrible last week, and their offense didn't look good in Week One either. I mean, you're you're talking about an offense that has not looked good through two weeks, with a with a second year quarterback that is coming off of a major knee surgery, plus a rookie wide receiver who's your number one this week. This might be the game that you look back and you said, "Oh shit, why do we go against the Steelers at home versus the Cincinnati Bengals?" So that's I'm I'm going with the Steelers on that one and the two and a half points. My brother's going on the Bengals, and that wraps up the one o'clock slate of games.
As for the 4 o'clock slate of games, this is the lowest over-under of the week. 41.5 for the Broncos hosting the Jets. Broncos are favored in this game by 10.5 points. The tickets are on the Broncos at 58%. Money heavy on the Broncos at 83%. So the Jets are going to get the sharp love, obviously, because that was typical sharp play there. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to stay in this game. Look, the Broncos are banged up. They're going to be out. Bradley Chubb now for, I guess, possibly six weeks is what they were talking about. Bowen spurring his foot taken out. Um, they they did get uh, Von Miller back this year. He's been playing okay. The Jets are, are look, uh, they've already out their number one draft pick from a year ago, Mekhi Becton. He's out uh, for, I guess, the next six weeks, I think is what they said. They are also going to be out Tevin Coleman, running back. He is out with COVID, so they're going to be going to Michael Carter. Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, is doubtful. So it looks like Corey Davis is going to get another chance to shine here, even though that little kid on TikTok said he's got no hops, which was really funny, although it <laughs> poked fun at a professional football player by like a 12-year-old. By the way, that video was completely concocted and wrote up by his father. I'm sorry. You can't tell me any other way. I don't think that that... They had to go through the game pass, and unless... They were Game Pass doesn't have the old 22 film anymore. That looked like old 22, unless it was a replay of the game footage and they were doing it from the Sky Cam. I don't know, but either way, you're either if it's game if it's the old 22 footage, all 22, all 22 uh, footage. You have to basically get the feed from overseas, do a VPN in order to mask your IP address in order to play the Game Pass before this week. I think it came out Friday. I think they fixed it. But if it wasn't that, then they went through the game footage, the actual TV broadcast, all three hours of it, and waited to find that play, pause it, and then had this kid do this whole rundown. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I just, there's a strong part of me that thinks that that whole account is just a dad doing it and having his kid uh, voice it because it's funnier that way. But anyway, Jets don't look good. They're underdogs by 10.5 points here. Teddy Bridgewater has looked phenomenal, and I thought that it probably should have went to Drew Locke because he had the higher potential, but I think Bridgewater was way better play, um, and it is proven itself on the field. So I was wrong about that one. Go to figure, I've been wrong about a lot of things in the 2021 season, so shit. Uh, that didn't break the curve. So, Broncos here, 10.5. I'm taking the Broncos. My brother's taking the Broncos. 10.5, I just not enough. I, I don't know what the hell the Jets are right now. I mean, they're a team rebuilding. They have pieces. They're doing okay, but they need more. Raiders are going to be hosting the Dolphins. This is a good one because if you are interested in betting, this has got a lot of juice in the sense that the Raiders are currently a 76-ticket uh, percentage favorite and 78% of the money pool favorite. The Dolphins are the Sharps pick here. And if you listen to any kind of podcast or any kind of gambling show, the Dolphins have been the pick from basically Sunday of last week. Everybody and their brother has been picking the Dolphins in this game. Uh, the argument is Tua has been limited 
in his offense because he hasn't thrown the ball downfield. He doesn't look good. Now that they're going to get to open it up with Jacoby Brissett, so it might be a you know addition by subtraction in that regard. And so the Dolphins' defense is good. They're well coached. Brian Flores is the man. And so they're going to go in here versus the Raiders team that has been playing above their potential and is going to you know wreak havoc on the road. Okay, so I went with the Raiders. My brother went with the Raiders. I'm not going to speak for my brothers, but I am going to speak for myself in saying that we have all seen Jacoby Brissett play. Shit, the guy has had a great fucking career based on what he was, which was a third stringer playing for the Patriots who ended up starting at one point because Brady got injured and then... Who was the uh, Garoppolo got injured? So then Brissett got up there, and then they didn't have anything to do with him. So then they traded him. Um, you know, he he went to Indian. He played in Indianapolis. Now he's down in in Miami. Look, the guy has had plenty of time to show who he is, and who he is is a backup quarterback. He's not a starter. He would have been a starter at this point had he had the caliber. He doesn't. So now you're going to get a backup quarterback coming here for the Dolphins, and you're going to make an argument that they're going to perform better with him than Tua. Well, guess what? Then Tua is worth shit, and you should just get rid of him and end that experiment from here on out. So if Brissett plays well the next couple of games, and then you decide to turn back to Tua, I mean, then the Dolphins should be questioned for their sanity. Because if Brissett's going to be good, and Tua has had questions now for all of two years, uh, why are you going to throw him back in there? It doesn't make any kind of sense. Stick with Brissett. So either they made the wrong play for weeks one and two going with Tua, or all of the gamblers here are completely clueless. I don't know which way to make it. I'm taking the Raiders and the three and a half. I just can't see this Brissett argument uh, taking form. But we'll see as the game goes on if, you know, maybe the Raiders are a figment of everybody's imagination and, you know, Derek Carr is playing above his above his skill set, which, I mean, you could probably argue that later anyway. But uh, you're giving me the home team three and a half versus a backup quarterback, and that backup quarterback is Jacoby Brissett, who we've seen for years on end. I'm taking the Raiders. So the next game will be the Vikings at home, home dog, taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by one here. The tickets on the Seahawks at 69%. The money pool on the Seahawks at 64%. Over under 55 and a half. So they're looking to get points in this game compared to some of these other ones. I mean, you're looking at some of these, you know, 43, 44 and a half, 45, 43, 43, and then all of a sudden 55 and a half. Whoa. This actually, this game and the one that we will talk about next are the two highest over-unders on the week. So they're expecting some points here in this one. Dalvin Cook, out. So Dalvin Cook will not be playing in this one. Seahawks road favorites. The Vikings playing without Dalvin Cook, but will be the Sharps pick here. My brother and I both took the Seahawks. The talk of the week, if it has not been the Dolphins winning uh, or at least covering on the road, it probably has been the Vikings here at home versus the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean... Through everything that I've heard this week, there's been a couple of games that people have talked about a lot, and those are the two. Uh, if you look at some of these other ones, I don't, I, you know, the football team generated a little bit of talk. Um, the Browns generated a little bit of talk. 
to cover. But, I mean, it's been Dolphins-Vikings. Those have been the two dog teams I've heard everybody talk about coming through here and, and covering or winning. So for the Vikings, look, they are at home. It's a tougher place to play. The Seahawks just lost a brutal game at home versus Tennessee and a complete implosion in the second half and an offensive change and just a weird game all around. Cook is out. He's going to be replaced by Madison. Obviously, running backs are the replaceable uh, link in the fence. So should it really factor in that much? Yeah. Yeah, it should. It's Delvin Cook. It's Delvin fucking Cook. He's a huge part of that offense. So I I think losing him, I picked the Seahawks earlier in the week. I just think they're a more well-rounded team. And I, I haven't liked what I've seen from the Vikings. I know last week they probably should have won versus the Cardinals. And so, you know, maybe they're a better team. But again, I'm going against the Vikings and Kirk Cousins here because I just like the Steelers more and the uh, the Steelers, the Seahawks more. And the Seahawks should have won last week's game. And I wonder if they didn't have that implosion at the end of last week if they wouldn't have been a bigger favorite. So you're giving me one point here. I'm taking the Seahawks, as is my brother. Um, the Any kind of injury thing here, you're going to have, for the Seahawks, n- not a whole lot. D. Eskridge and Richard Penny are both out, but that doesn't really matter. As for the Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook obviously is out. Anthony Barr is out, so they're not going to get him back. And I don't know if the injury report's going to have that big of an impact. So go and see who here, as is my brother. So, the big game of the day is the Buccaneers on the road versus Los Angeles, the Rams of Los Angeles. Buccaneers, one-point favorite right now. They are the ticket favorite at 63% and the money favorite at 59%. Over-under is 55.5%. The Rams are going to be the sharp play in this game. As for the injuries, we are going to be out Jason Pierre-Paul for this one for the Buccaneers. You are also going to be out Antonio Brown for COVID reasons. And for the Rams, they're going to be out Daryl Henderson, it looks like. I think he's questionable, but they were saying they did not think he was going to play. So Sony Michelle was going to get the start in the backfield for the Rams. Game of the day, game of the weekend, very excited about this one. My brother and I are on separate sides. I took the Bucs, he took the Rams. I am taking the Bucs basically because I can't go against Tom Brady playing as well as he's playing right now. The defense is a question mark because of the secondary. The secondary is crazy banged up. Uh, Murphy Bunting, they lost him week one, he went on IR, he is not coming back. Um, they have been passed all over. So if there's one thing the Rams have definitely been trying to do, it's been spreading the field and throwing the ball downfield with Matt Stafford. And so to that end, the Ram betters are going to argue, hey, look, yeah, sure, Brady looks good, the offense looks good, but the Rams are going to chew up on this defense, and the Rams' defense is really good. Well, yeah, they are. They both do 
things different. So the Rams don't really defend the well that the run that well, and the Bucks don't defend the pass that well. That would probably lean toward the Rams, obviously in the scoring era that we're in right now. But I don't know if it's going to work that way. Um, I the Bucks minus Pierre Paul uh, Murphy Bunting. I mean, they're healthy for the week of work that they just got in during practice. So. You know, I don't know if the Antonio Brown is going to be illness and absentee for week three is going to be that big of a factor. He played really big in week one, didn't play big in week two. I think they'll be fine in that regard. Um, You know, Rams home game, it, it is really a coin flip. Because you could see Stafford continuing to play well. You could see maybe the Bucks getting jammed up with their secondary. Jalen Ramsey has a big game. But, you know, for my money, I'm not going to go against Tom Brady. Uh, obviously, there's a look-ahead game here because next week is the big Week 4 matchup with the Bucks versus the Patriots. But I don't know if that's really going to come into play here. This is just going to be a great game to watch. Really fun think it's going to be as close as they build, but I'm going to take the Bucks and I'm going to take the GOAT, Tom Brady, in this one. And I'll probably do that with any kind of close game. I mean, I don't... The Bucks are going to have to be big favorites in order for me to pick against the other team just because that's when I think the defense will come into play. You're giving me a tight game at one point. I'm just taking the GOAT. That's it. Sunday night game here, 49ers hosting the Packers. The 49ers currently are the ticket favorite and the sharp lean. While the, I'm sorry, the money favorite and the sharp lean, 55% of the money in on the 49ers. The tickets are the other side. They're on the Packers. So earlier in the week when there wasn't that much betting on this game, it was everything in favor of the Packers. And now the Packers are only holding on to the ticket total. It was 72 earlier in the week. Now it's down to 55. Of course, those Wednesday numbers for a Sunday night game are a little flimsy because they adjust so much. So really what you're seeing here is all of the money come in, all the money and tickets come in on the 49ers at home. Close game, three points in favor of the 49ers, over under 50 points. You know, hey, look, um, I think that the Packers are what everybody's billing them, which is a very talented team that has a lot of issues inside their house. The 49ers are a team that has a great offensive mind and talent on the roster, but are very banged up and have this spewing quarterback controversy that, much like the Bears, probably will not end until Trey Lance uh, gets his start, much like Justin Fields. I don't know, you know, to me, I think it's going to be difficult to forecast when Garoppolo's play is going to fall off. He's been manageable. And when that happens, how long it's going to take for them to rise back up to the quality of play they've had in the years past with Trey Lance. For this game, it's tough to pick the Packers because, look, there are certain things that they just don't do well. They don't play hard. They don't play good defense. They are Aaron Rodgers and offensive talent all over the place. So you would think that the 49ers at home, three-point favorite, would be the easy pick. And definitely the money has the money and the tickets have flown that way as the week has gone on here. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. Uh, I'll probably regret taking this pick. I'm not. I'm not a fan of taking the Packers in this spot. 
I just there, there's just something about the 49ers right now where they blew that big lead because they lost their whole secondary in week one. They eked out that victory versus the Eagles last week where they 17-11, I think, was the final. But, I mean, realistically, the Eagles could have won that game. That was a big letdown for Eagles and Eagles betters last week. And so now they're going to be home, and they're going to play a Packers team who you know looked good off of week one and has a cocky Aaron Rodgers trying to prove everybody wrong. So I'm going to take the Packers. My brother also are t- is taking the Packers because you know, you'd have to ask him. But I would imagine the same thing. It just too shaky in regard to the 49ers to back them up going into Week 3 against Aaron Rodgers. And then the final game of the week is Monday Night Football. It's going to be the Cowboys facing off against the Eagles in Texas, where the Cowboys are favored by 3.5 points. And currently a ticket favorite of 55 and a money favorite of 51. So this is an even split in the money regard. The the Sharps are going to lean in on the Eagles. Injury update. Uh, basically, the Eagles are going to be out. Their tackle, Jordan Malata. And the Cowboys, well, you know, they, they got a, a bunch of things going on for them, especially since Keanu Neal is not going to be playing in this matchup because he tested positive for COVID-19. So, good. Amari Cooper is going to be playing. The Lyle Collins uh, is still out, and that the Lyle Collins saga is going to continue on here as it looks like he could have gotten two games, but they bumped it to five because he basically tried to pay off the the drug tester, uh, so they wouldn't take the test. I, I mean, just nightmare. But he didn't play last week. He's not going to be in this game. Um, this game's still a little bit off. You know, we got until tomorrow night on this one. My brother and I both took the Cowboys. Uh, the Sharps went the other way. The Sharps took the Eagles. And the over-under in this game is 52 points. You know, for me, the Eagles didn't perform well last week. The Cowboys have the better offense. They have better defensive talent. Eagles have the better of the lines. They do have that one injury on the offensive line. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be a good NFC East battle, a good way to end the Week 3 slate, and we'll just have to wait. But for my brother and I, we both took the Cowboys in this one. So, that's it. There's your update as of, oh, man, 11-15. So, it's coming up, coming up fast. Kickoff is just about... Two hours away, under two hours away. Let's say just about an hour and a half away. So enjoy the rest of your Sundays, and I will talk to you either later tonight, tomorrow, or if I can't get on either of those, then talk to you obviously for the gambling show lined up for Wednesday. So enjoy, everybody. Peace. Peace.